It's Monday, April 11th, and we have Joya Carlton and Annie Holland from Hatch Local Food Hall talking about how you should eat there, Chewy's, a bagel place opens, and a number one podcast. Welcome to Eat It, Virginia. Hello and welcome to Eat It Virginia, your number one podcast source for food news and interviews with the people who make Virginia restaurants great. Follow us on social media at Eat It Virginia and be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. My name is Scott Wise and I am, as always, joined by my friend, my friend, Roby Martin. Roby, we got to experience one of the newest food experiences in town. I like that it's like wide and has an outdoor area, loads of windows. How was the banana pudding from Alewife? So we're talking about Hatch Local Food Hall, which is in Manchester on Hole Street, which is a collection of locals, as they call them, local restaurateurs who want to open up little hatchlings, little little hatch restaurants. Little Hatchlings. Lots of the locals are pretty well-known chefs that have already hatched their own restaurants and grown to be big restaurants. Is that what we're going to do now? There will be small, tiny restaurants that will grow to be big, grown-up restaurants? That's how it works, I think. Okay. How was the bread, uh, bread, banana pudding? So after the interview, I purchased two banana puddings from Bobo and Lee at Odyssey Fish. Of course, I got banana pudding from Odyssey Fish because why not? Because you have a sweet tooth. I gave one to my coworker on the web team, and I brought my other up. I brought the other order up to my boss, Steven, who's, who basically runs Channel 6. And uh, I said, hey, I bought this little dessert. You want it? And he's like, no, nah, I can't. I can't. I'm like, I'm not gonna, come on, man. Have it. He's like, all right, all right, fine. And then he puts it like in his little fridge in his corner office in the corner suite of Channel 6, you know? We used to do our podcast there. I miss you, Steven, and your sweet chairs. By the time I made it downstairs from my little meeting with Steven, he had woofed it down, he said. <laughs> he said he was running on a sugar high. So I think the, the reviews are in, and the reviews were very kind to Odyssey Fish's banana pudding. I hear there's going to be flaming hot Cheeto shrimp at Odyssey Fish coming up at the Hatch Local Food Hall, so that sounds fun. Another reason to go, for sure. Absolutely. What were some of the restaurants? And We're going to get into it with Joya and Annie in a moment. What were some of the restaurants that people can experience down there? So you can do Buttermilk and Honey. You can do Sincero. You can do Royal Pig, um, which if you have the opportunity, I'd eat that fried rice. Cambodian duck, Cambodian fried rice, delightful. You can do Odyssey Fish. You can have some coffee. You can have some tea. You can get drinks from Beth Dixon. At that Salt kid Nassim. sandwiches is one of them. You can have the largest and heaviest and most delicious sandwich by a couple of sweet French culinary trained fat kid sandwiches. And the bully burger. Burger, the, not the booger, the, but the burger. A burger. Burger. A burger. Um, from Bully Burger, yes, one that actually, I've seen photos, there's one that has fried chicken on top of an actual burger, which sounds like a... Heart attack. Yeah, well, I mean, a small, a delight, I guess that's how, if anyone wants to go, that's a good way. I mean, I I go with a smile on my face for sure. Mm -hmm. I mentioned it in the interview with, with Annie and Joya, but... Walking in there for the first time and seeing all these familiar faces, because we've interviewed many of the locals that are that are in Hatch Local. We've interviewed Mike them Lindsay on, being yeah. our first. Mike and Lee and Bobo mm-hmm. and the Fat Kid Sandwich crew. Yep. I mean, it was it was. I mentioned it on the podcast, but it's like walking into the We Are the World music video with all these familiar faces all over the place in the same in the same it place. It's nice to see them. I bet you they like working together. Speaking of liking working together, Scott. 
Richmond Magazine's vote for your favorite is out. It is out. The yearly vote. There's a 75,000 categories from which you can choose your favorite I'm only, everything. I'm only interested in one. Best weathercaster? <laughs> yes. Yes. Zach Daniel. Yes. 100% Zach Daniel. No, Tom Patton. Okay, fine. Tom Patton. I love Tom. And you got to put Francis in there. We'll do them all. Mike Stone and Mike Goldberg, all five of them. Okay, good. Well, good. Well, that's not, that is a category I'm interested in now. But really, the one that I'm interested in more than that, sorry, guys, is best podcast. Oh, yeah. Who are you going to vote for? <laughs> oh, no, screw you. Can we please not come in? Last year, too? last year, we came in second place for the sixth year in a row. And rumor has it we were missed first place by one vote. And it was confirmed that one half of this podcast team did not vote at all. Yes, there is a half you of us your that didn't vote. Yes, I will go vote. I've already I, voted. So, you have? I have. So everybody that hasn't voted, like me currently, please go to richmondmagazine.com. Sure. I don't know. You can find it. it. It's richmag.com. Yes, go to the Richmond Magazine website and say that you love us and vote for us because we would like to... Be number one this year. At least once in our yes, career. I've been a bridesmaid a lot. One time. Just let me be a bride. Let's do it. Let her be a bride. Ryan's in the room, by the way. Yeah, he doesn't want me to be a bride. I would like to be a bride and win a podcast. Speaking of podcasts, we have Living in Our Mist, a female with a number one podcast on Apple. You have the number two podcast in Richmond, but you're saying this is the number one on all of Apple. Wow. Nationally, And who is this person? So Deb Freeman is with Whetstone Radio Network, which is Stephen Satterfield, if anybody's familiar with him. She is here in Richmond doing Setting the Table. She is historically categorizing and researching black foodways, and it's really neat. She had Mashama Bailey on this past one, which is cool to listen to the baking and, and the background with that. She really digs into the history. The last two were about black farming. One's a little sad, but it gets a little better in podcast three, so don't worry. But it's really nice to listen to. What have you learned? What have I learned? Well, I'll give you a little lead because I'm going to write an article on it. And this is going to come up, but I can't tell you how I know this other than Barbecue was invented in Virginia. Is that right? Yep. I think some folks around the country are going to dispute that, but we have the facts on our side. I think we have receipts. Beautiful. Can't wait to read that article. It's coming out where and when? It's going to come out at the Virginia Pilot, and that's an excellent question as to when, but I promised I'll let everybody know, and we'll um, connect the dots and perhaps have Deb on to talk about this Virginia barbecue thing. That would be great. And you're going to include the address in your article? I'll do it. All right. <laughs> to the barbecue or to Deb Freeman's house? To whatever the people <laughs> want. Whatever the people oh, want, they want the address. Man, I'm, ne- I'm never going to live with that. So a I? couple weekends ago, my son and I were killing time, drove down to Carytown, did the whole Carytown walk from Publix to the Bird and back, and we stumbled upon a not-so-new-but-new-to-us bakery Ooh. called Minglewood. Nice. Your son is like my palate right now. Like, I love where he goes and what he loves. 30,000 people have told me about the cocky rooster wings. So I feel like he has like a real grasp of what's excellent. Minglewood is a Grateful Dead song. So this is a Grateful, well, the Minglewood Blues is a Grateful Dead song. I don't know if they originally did it did or, or if they made it famous. Or did no, she catch no, that? no, 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 no. 
He did not catch that. Oh. I caught that. I could see him. But we walked that, in there, and it's 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 very kind in there. It's vegan. They have dead stickers. They have good music on the stereo. I ended up just getting a coffee, of course, and he just got a root beer float. But the baker, the baked goods looked really good, and we're gonna have to go back for sure. Speaking of baking and Carytown, wow, we have all the segues today. Yes, don't we? I'm so good at this. <laughs> we're just we're just moving right along. Um, bagels. We all love them. New bagel place. Tell me about that Thank one. Thank the Lord. So, Chewy's Bagels has opened up in Carytown, like right near where Can Can is in that little parking. I mean, Carry Court. The, the old Jean, Jean Jacques. Yes. Jean Jacques. Say it. Jean Jacques. Thank you. Um, hopefully, this is a bagel place that can get your order right. Now, this is a place that is local or like a regional or national. So, local was a pop up, did some farmers markets, had. There are bagels available at like places in Churchill, so forth and so on. Now has opened a brick and mortar, are doing the, all the right bagel things. Which would be? Boiling, baking, cream cheesing. How do you, what is your ideal bagel? An everything bagel that is so coated with everything stuff that it is um, just coming off on the paper. All right. Do you do bagel sandwiches or just bagel and toppings? My preference is, and I, I know there's a lot of, whether or not you should toast a bagel, because apparently Kenji, Jay Kenji says you shouldn't toast a bagel if it's a good bagel. But I like a warm bagel, so if it's not freshly out of the oven, I would like it toasted, and I would like a little cream cheese on the side, an onion cream cheese, if I, if possible. Now, I, I feel like we've talked about this before, but I live sort of near Cupertino's out, out in Innsbruck. Oh, you do? Okay, maybe we haven't talked about it before, because I thought you had... Mixed feelings about Cupertino's. So I like Cupertino's. It's Nate's bagels I have problems with, um, only because I never get the right order there. The bagels are great. No, I'm a bagel sandwich person at Cupertino's cause, just because I like their pastrami. Yeah, so good over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very nice. And I turned Ryan on to the bagel sandwich. He was like, I don't really know if I like a bagel sandwich from Cupertino's. And then like two days later, he's like, I've had that pastrami sandwich. Seriously, where would he be without you? I don't, nowhere. A lost soul. Just nowhere. He would be nowhere. Wandering around... Hungry. The near West End. <laughs> looking for someone to take him in. Trying to find new pants. <laughs> Ryan, by the way, is about seven feet away from us watching the Masters right Wearing now. Wearing pants. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> Thank God for that. Is it, is it time to go down to Manchester and visit in our friends on Hatch Local? I think it's time. Let's go. I'm going to hit the time machine button. Scrapple dead stuff. <laughs> So we're probably in, actually, this is definitely going to be one of my favorite things that's happened to Richmond. I am a mall food court aficionado, and we are currently in something that, well, could be considered something like a food court, but it is so much better. Um, Our guests are rolling their eyes at you and shaking their heads disapprovingly. Well, wait. They don't need to because they're going to tell us about Hatch Local Food Hall. I have Joya Carlton and Annie Holland with us. And we are at Hatch Local. She wants to sprinkle you. That's okay. She can. No, we just, we don't use that word here. Food court. <laughs> it's, yeah, forbidden. The food court. Just because the idea of a food court but is not cool? Outdated. Not what this is, really. But it is a great way from, like, an outsider's perspective. Um, but then we say it one time, and then we'll never say it again. Totally cool. <laughs> 
Well, you're, <laughs> I mean, how long have you guys been at this, this whole current, I mean, we're currently in the current, which is a, what, $68 million thing that Lynx Ventures is doing, right? And you have been here for how long? Uh, so I started with Lynx Ventures eight months ago. Um, I was brought in specifically to work on this project. Um, my background is in restaurant operations consulting. I had my own business for about seven years. Prior to that, uh, I had restaurants in New York, in Boston, Los Angeles. I grew up in Richmond now. So moving back to Richmond, um, I started working with Lynx and they gave me this to manage. So, um, you know, I came in at sort of the, everyone was really excited about the food hall, but there was a lot of work that needed to be done to get through um, COVID, supply chain issues, labor shortage, construction delays, a million things, right? It's one right on top of the other, I'm sure. Right, and so what excited me most about this project was the opportunity to um, you know, do something challenging, to bring something that, as you say, is like really exciting for my hometown um, I can't believe how much cooler Richmond is. I'm going to age myself, but, you know, I, I graduated high school in 1998. And so there was really just, like, the mall, um, Carytown, or, like, would you like to go to a park, right? Sure, not, a <laughs> um, like, not a lot of incredible restaurants in no, 98. No, I mean, no, no, we might have had the Frog and the Redneck then. Like, yeah. Crab Louie's was, like, uh, in Southern, Sycamore Square. Southern culture. Absolutely, yes, um, yep, certainly. Yep. And amazingly, like, I grew up in Northside, Bellevue, and um, Demi's blows my mind that that's there. What is there? Demi's. Demi's, oh, j- yeah, j- yes, absolutely. The Greek restaurant, yeah, sure, Demi's like, Morris. That yes. is a wonderful restaurant, and um, that was not on MacArthur Avenue last time I checked. But right. Dots but Back, dots back will always be yes. there. Yes. What a staple. Oh, so you yeah. grew up around there. Yeah, like a couple blocks from there. Um, dots Back is always the first place that I go. I love how the butter stands upright over the grits. Um, you <laughs> and you always smell like the restaurant yeah, when like, you leave. <laughs> you can't get that in New York City. You just can't because they don't even know, right? Um, but Dots Back knows. And so anyway, um, yeah, I came into the project and it was basically like a hole in the ground. And then they gave me a list of the vendors that had already committed to the project. And, you know, I met with them. Um, another thing, what I was saying, though, you know, it's like it's really exciting for Richmond. It's also just really challenging and exciting for me to be able to bring all this experience that I gained in these other cities here. Um, and what I was interested, what I find really interesting still about our array of, um, I call them locals. Um, <laughs> they the vendor, are local. That's right? cool, yeah. Is that what does it mean to be a local, right? And what does it mean to be at Hatch Local? Because you have people like Lee Gregory, right? He doesn't need to be mentored, um, but he's using the space as an opportunity to test drive a new business model. You have Mike Lindsay and Kim Love Lindsay who are expanding their empire. Uh, And then you have Sincero or Royal Pig who have previously only had pop-up experience and it's their first foray into brick and mortar you see all of these people collaborating um we're in a tight space um and i do a lot of uh like ordering for everybody it's a little bit of socialism but it's really just like out of necessity we don't have enough space 
Um, but seeing these people like work together, learn from each other, um, sharing resources and applying um, their different expertise to come up with a food hall business model that works. In that way, it's more than a food hall. It's definitely not a food court, Roby. Holy mackerel. Didn't see that coming, huh? Oof. I don't those forget. Are the, those, are don't the forget. Eyes, those are the eyes that Roby usually shoots at me. Yeah. So I'm glad that you're at the receiving end of those darts. I'm older, so yeah. obviously yeah. the food court for me was a really cool thing. We went for high school. Absolutely. We, yeah, I mean, like, so so in my opinion, I've been writing about Richmond restaurants for 20-some yeah. odd years. In my opinion, this is, like, the most elevated situation you could get. <laughs> so when I say food court is not negative and yeah. w- one iota. I'm just joking. And I love that Lee's here and Vanna Him and Sincero guys yeah. and Bo, and I think that they're yeah. all together in this spot just brings – so much more knowledge to this specific area. Right. And for me to park today, I'm like three blocks away because you guys have so many people here. And yeah. I think that that's really exciting. Um, in the first week that the food hall was open, we had over 5,000 guests. Yeah. just sold out, I heard. John was telling Everybody me. Everybody sold out by Sunday night. Yeah. yeah. is... You're, you're scrambling because you're ordering for everybody, so you have all oh, the Oh, they things. order individually, but okay. I have, like, them sharing a lot of things. Like, I order all the paper products, which sounds like a little thing, right? It's not but if it's thing. if it's your first time with a brick-and-mortar location, being a, part of that, um, being a part of the food hall has an upside of um, there just aren't a lot of things for you to worry about. You know, you need to get the food across the plate, and slowly, like, when they're ready for it, we can give them back some of these detailed tasks, but... We have the like financial structure and the resources to like give them a leg up, um, which is so awesome. All right, Andy, your turn. Well, that was such a good answer. <laughs> no, well, I have a new question for you. That was a great answer. I have a okay, new... let me hear it. All right, so you're the general manager of this space. Yes. How has your first week open been? Um, <laughs> she's a rock star. I literally just overwhelmingly grateful um I could not have asked for a better opening week honestly um we were pretty we just hit the pavement running Wednesday morning and I feel like we haven't stopped um even yesterday all of our locals were in here working hard doing things on the day off um it's been yeah a lot of fun challenging issues have come up um that we never thought that we would have to deal with and now we're kind of um, figuring it out as we go, but I think we have like a very solid team um, to do that, and I would not have changed a single thing. So how would you describe this space to someone who has never been out here before, has never heard of this place before? Has never heard of this place? Um, that's such a good question. Um, I would describe it as kind of a, so the current multi-use building, right? Um, the bottom floors are hatch local. So if someone asks me what Hutch Local is, just operationally, that's kind of how I explain it to them, is it's, it's a giant space that houses seven individual kind of concepts, pop-ups, restaurants, um, and then also Hutch Local's coffee bar and our big bar and like a market area. Um, and then we get into the nitty gritty, like what are the locals? So then I go, I've been known to draw out like a diagram of what Hutch Local is. So Beatbox, Sincero, and Royal Pig are all in the same building as our coffee bar in our market. And then across the courtyard there, we've got our big bar, and then we've got Odyssey Fish, uh, Buttermilk and Honey, Bully Burger, and Fat Kid Sandwiches. Um, So it's 
And it's so hard for people to kind of grasp um, without saying, like, it's a food court. I know, I know, I know, I know. I don't know, dude. I mean, (laughs) if we say it one more time, I'm afraid this place is going to set itself on fire. So you probably should. Yeah, literally. (laughs) So don't, yeah, let's not say that. Let's just say seven different in one one spot, which is awesome. Um, Yeah, so that's kind of how I explain it to people. And they, they seem to get it. I don't know if they're just humoring me because I do get on a soapbox about how awesome this place is. Um, so I don't know if it's like, okay, you're being crazy, sure, or if they genuinely understand. Um, but I think that's a good way to explain it is just all these cool concepts and restaurants under one roof. So what is the relationship to Hatch that is, like, you know, what is the name of that area that it's in, the oil field? What is that called? You know, with the big buildings. Yeah, I know it's in Manchester, but what is that yard that it's in? Clapton Site Works. Thank you. That's the one. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Clapton. Like, yeah. what is your relationship to them? Um, jo- Joy has a really good answer to this. Okay, good. Her um, so, just as Annie was saying that the Hatch Local is on the first floor of The Current, which is a multi-use project by Lynx Ventures. Lynx Ventures also owns Clapton Site Works. Um, and they own half of Hatch Kitchen. That was like their first foray into the food and beverage world. So the portion that doesn't own it stays over there, and then Lynx is here. Is that Correct. kind of the Dinner way to look at it? This is right down the street. Okay, so. Um, so, yeah, they've developed um, Hatch Kitchens as one operating business, and then Hatch Local is a separate operating business. Now, did any of the individuals that have come to have a brick and mortar here, did they have any, were they working over at the other Hatch or No. Um, they've done pop-ups there. Okay, so so they they're familiar with both sides. Yeah, they're so definitely they knew like, how cool you guys were when they signed on. Yeah, this is definitely like um, they're in the fam for sure. Well, that's great. That that's great because I think that both of these are perfect for anybody who's looking to really try, as you said, a brick and mortar. Do you think that there'll be a rotation here? Will you you think that? I don't know, and I don't. This is just a question. I'm merely putting things out. Do you think maybe Royal Pig will move somewhere else, and then somebody will go into their slot, or do you foresee them as permanent? I think it will really depend okay. on their individual business goals. Like I know that Lee is planning on doing this for a year. I know that Mike will never leave. He's, I love. <laughs> please don't ever leave us. Please Mike. don't ever leave <laughs> us. Um, but. I know that Sincero's ultimate goal is to have a brick-and-mortar restaurant. Royal Pig's ultimate goal is to have a brick-and-mortar restaurant. So we love to support them on that journey, you know? So maybe this will be their first location, and then their second location will be somewhere else. Yeah, it really depends on their goals. You know, we're here to support them, um, whatever they are. So while we've been sitting here in this cute little space that you guys have, which I guess is going to be private dining, You have had Vanna Hem come looking for you and John Martin come looking for you. So Fat Kid Sandwiches and Royal Pig have both come to look for you. So you're not busy at all. No, 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 no. I was going to say, it's kind of like We Are the World here. You know, everybody was in this, everyone was in the studio that night recording We Are the World. I feel like everyone from our podcast is like popping by. We've interviewed all these people. You've got like the biggest names in town making food here like what's the strategy for people if they if this is their one trip across the river what do you tell them to do when they when they come here make a second trip right make a Richmond is so weird (laughs) if they come more than once which they will tell them how to attack it Ooh, that's Um, a loaded question one suggestion I have yeah Uh, we worked with Beth Dixon 
I saw her last night. She has such great things to say. Oh, my gosh, good. Yes. Yes. And so Beth and I developed cocktails that pair with each of the locals' menus. So I think that's a great place to start, right? Ooh, so salt and acid up first. We're teeing up the salt and acid with Beth Dixon. Which cocktail is your favorite? Mm. Everybody has a favorite child. Personally, I think it's the New South Side. Just because I... As you said, people, I'm just like, let's just call out the elephant in the room. Yes, we're on Southside. Yes, <laughs> you're in Southside. Um, but you're, but you're, you don't have one of these in d- downtown well, or in look, the fan, I mean, so I don't understand. I, I told you, I grew up in Northside. I grew up my whole life here. I think I came south of the river like three times, and it was to play sports. Right? Yeah. Um, we all, but the names yeah. are great. We have the Melon Baller, which matches uh, Royal Pig. Down the Hatch for Sincero. That's our margarita. Uh, um, which one's your favorite? The Boulevard? I'm a fan of the Good Vibes Only. Um, <laughs> not only for, for its aesthetic, but um, it's just a really good cocktail. Um, and that's, that's Beth's. Yeah. That's a Beth Dixon special cocktail. So we'll start with the Good Vibes Only. Because yes. I, lo- I love that. I love right? the Good Vibes. And then what do you do next? I mean, I saw you land on a burger earlier today, and it looked outstanding. Is that now your first choice? It's really hard to pick. It's such a it's politician. Really I mean, such a politician. It, yeah. Lunchtime Everyone is stressful. <laughs> yeah. You know, honestly, my favorite is the beatbox. Ooh, oh, juices. Heck yeah. Juices. Smoothies. I mean, she's, like, keeping me going right now. So let's get into your background to town. Yeah. Where, what part of, are you from this area? Where'd you grow up? What's your connection to the food yeah. scene? Um, I've actually only been in Richmond for about three or four years now. Um, I grew up in Virginia Beach and I've lived kind of all around Virginia. Um, all of my background is in hospitality management, um, whether it's college bars, retirement communities, or like upscale fine dining establishments. Um, I've kind of always found my way back home, as they say, um, to the restaurant industry and to management. Um, um, so you've been with Links for four months? Yes, just about four months now, since November. Um, and it's been an insane, wild ride, and I am so appreciative. Actually, I think I say an annoying amount how grateful I am um, to kind of be a part of the whole process. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of fell right into my, my little niche here as the GM, and um, I love it. And I can't wait to see where, you know, we go from here. So where were you before you came here? I was actually um, in Short Pump. I was running a dining department over there. Um, it was kind of the same. It was a multi-use. We had um, a private dining room. We had an event space, a normal dining room, and then we also had like a pub kind of deal um, and some outdoor seating. So it was just a multi-use kind of community um, that I was running there. Um, and it was fun. It was it was crazy. It was a little bit slower than um, kind of here at Hatch Local. Are you saying 5,000 people in the first weekend? I know. Is not, it's not normal? I missed it. I missed <laughs> being so crazy and so busy. I didn't know what was going on. Um, so I knew I kind of had to get back into the high-speed restaurant management kind of thing. Um, so yeah, five thousand people. Let's make it ten. Sure, <laughs> I think I, I think you're gonna see ten. <laughs> I think 10. it's coming. So yeah, uh, be careful what you wish right? for because no. I really do think you guys are just gonna continue to get busier. I think so. I think yeah, we set the bar very high, and I think we're kind of living up to those standards. Very cool. Yeah. So, do you feel like this is the first food hall in Richmond? I mean, it is the first food hall, but do you guys think you'll see another one from you guys in another location? 
I like forward oh, no. thinking. I like future thinking. I feel like that these two are capable. I don't think that this is not something that hasn't crossed their mind. They're not capable. I'm just saying, like, it's, oh, oh, she's not going to tell us something. No, it's it's uh, it's already in the works. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, I guess I'm an idiot. Nowhere to go but up. Yep. I can tell. <laughs> I can tell. So let's talk about the the locals that are in here. You've mentioned them all by name, I think already. Like, how did you approach these locals? Did they come to you? Did you come to them? Like, what was that process like bringing in the different locals? Um. So most all all of the people who you see at the food hall today have been on board with this project for over a year. So they were here when I got here. Um. I will say there's just unbelievable demand. Um, I get emails every day from people who want to be a part of it. Um, but I think the locals that we have deserve credit for really hanging tough through all kinds of delays. Um, if the general public of Richmond felt, you know, um, impatient for us to finally get open, you can only imagine how they felt. The general public of Richmond is impatient for everything, so I'm sorry you guys felt that pressure, but we just sort of sit looking for the next new restaurant. It's I consistent. Leave, I, like, couldn't leave my house. <laughs> just, like, people were outside. <laughs> just, literally every person that I saw was like, so when you, when's the food hall opening? When's the food hall opening? When's the food hall opening, Joya? You're like, never. Stop yeah. asking me. <laughs> I am only one person. Please. <laughs> We see some of the construction happening outside. Did that contribute to the delays that you referenced, or just kind of like City of Richmond in general delays we're talking about here? I think both. Um, construction delays definitely happen, especially with the pandemic. And um, City of Richmond is amazing, fantastic, great. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to rub. I, hey, I don't want to make anyone mad. There, no one's listening. Don't worry. You know it's it's love, me and Roby and our mothers. It's you know that's pretty much uh, it. Um, but no. <laughs> I love your podcast. Where can I watch it? That's fair. <laughs> but yeah, any roadblocks that we did hit where we were able to kind of see the problem and come up with a solution pretty quick. So Now you mentioned, Joya, that you have worked in Los Angeles and New York. Um, are there food halls that you kind of borrow things from in the bigger cities or is this sort of like not like those in other big cities oh no my um my experience is in regular old restaurants okay and then scaling businesses i also owned a um a pickle company okay i know it's the most hipster thing i can possibly say but was it, it in was, brooklyn it was before it was cool and it was called brooklyn brine um, but yeah, I was a little bit ahead of the trend for the pickle company. I know that the jokes on Portland are about me, and that's fine. Um, but no, I've never done anything like this. I've never opened 10 restaurants at the same time. So what would you recommend to the next joy that comes down the line? What would you say to them if they're like, I'm going to open up a food hall in, in Richmond, what would, like, or anywhere? What would, what would be the advice that you would, you would pass along? I would say my my only like best wish for you is that you find somebody that is as good as Annie Holland. Oh my gosh, that's the nicest. I will cry on this podcast right now. Cry on this podcast <laughs> because it's true. I honestly I don't know how I could have made it without um, somebody that I could work with the way that Annie and I work together. We're both like 
totally psychotic. Love that. Um, everything's color coded. Um, and I just laugh all the time. And I think food halls, restaurants, all of it, I think the reason that people are so come back home to the restaurant industry is because at its core, it's about relationships. Um, it's about relationships. And, and I think that people that are so invested in wanting to hang tough and open restaurants uh, really care about connecting with other people. So I think uh, this is like a very serious answer. Yeah, I love it. But I really, I believe this is true, that if you center that thought in your mind, um, you can operationally figure out whatever you need to figure out. But keeping those relationships central, building your team, mentoring those around you. And um, yeah, just, and that's my answer. So where do you guys live in relation to this? And I know that's like a weird question, but Richmonders, I won't know. I'd like your exact address so I can come stand out and ask you about this next food hall. But like, like, I mean, do as, as Richmonders, I'm always curious as to where people live because as we were talking, coming across the river seems to be such a big deal. Where do you all reside? It's so funny because we actually live like two miles away. We both live in, I live in Bonaire. Yeah, I mean, hilariously. Yeah, I live in Midlothian, which if you told 16-year-old me that, I would have just been like, okay. What's Midlothian? (laughs) Isn't that on the way to Amelia? That's like five hours away. Um, No, but when I I left Manhattan, I was like, oh my God, the world's ending. I'm going to go live in the woods like a witch. (laughs) (laughs) She's she's standing in the middle of Manhattan going, I'm living in the woods as a witch. I'm manifesting it. Right. Yeah, so yes, like, but also opening 10 restaurants yeah, at once. Yeah, so like Midlow. Um, but no, Midlothian is not the woods like a witch at all. Um, that's really changed too, we it turns out. We love Midlothianers. Midlothians. <laughs> Visit Chesterfield. It's not the middle of the woods. No, it's or not. No. Um, this is not Salem, guys. It's not Salem. <laughs> no. Midlothian it's got a very really dry sense of humor. It's, it's really, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's, like, is she serious? <laughs> Does she actually, did she actually have a pickle company? I don't know. I'm like, I did. This whole podcast, I'm, I'm thrown off. I'm, I'm like, I'm thrown off. I'm having a bad hair day. I'm thrown off. Brooklyn Brian. Oh. Okay. I was in Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. I know. See, I know. It's Portlandia now. I'm totally going to look it up on the website, and then I'm going to put it in the podcast notes. And I'll be true. like, it was hers. It was fair. Oh, gosh. I'm thrilled. I know you are. It's okay. and it's tough. It's very difficult for me. You ask the next question. You need me to ask the next yes. question? <laughs> I need to dig back into this other food hall. I really need to know. Like, I'm really serious. Where is it going? Is it going to be in the river? Is it going to be in Midlothian? Will there be witches? <laughs> like, tell me more about it. If there's not witches, we will have a problem. <laughs> yes. I mean, how about pickles? <laughs> like, what's going to be in this new Definitely one? Definitely have pickles. <laughs> um, I can't tell you yet. What can you tell me? Like, anything? I would tell you that um, given the success of this, just from the jump and the amount of interest, um, and just like the goodness behind this project, like the opportunity that it offers people. Sure. Um, and how effective it is in launching businesses. Of course we're gonna do more. I love it. I love I'll it. do I'll do one anywhere that they let me. Great. That's good. That's good. I th- I think this is a wonderful model. Did I hear that benchtop is gonna be here? Yeah. So what made you guys decide Norfolk based benchtop? 
I don't know. We didn't really decide it's before it. our time. Yeah. Before you guys, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd act to be frank. I have we I'm dual live in Virginia Beach and yeah. Richmond, and I really love Benchtop Brewing. Yeah. So when I saw that it was coming, I mean we have wonderful breweries here. I don't want anybody to at me anywhere saying that we do not, guys. We have wonderful breweries here. However, I really do love Benchtop. I'm happy about that. I'm thrilled. Yeah. So will I be able to buy a beer and walk over here and no. Oh, but I can buy food and walk over there. Yes. Ah, so different liquor. Well, I literally thought that she was going to say yes. And so I was going to talk about how great that was. No. But then she said no. And I was like, well, that went poorly. So guess what? I've got nothing. Uh, the best I can offer you is we have a designated patio space in between the two buildings, and you can drink there. And you can carry your drinks in between our buildings. So the drinks that you guys are serving at your big bar, we you can move back and forth. Yes, but no drinks on the sidewalk, please, <laughs> ma'am. <laughs> yeah, I don't want anyone to fall into holes. You cannot drink on a sidewalk. No. This is not New Orleans. No. I think we need a drink. You think we need a drink now? You can think we get one? Yeah, can, yes, we can get one, but not the brewery because it opened on April 1st. <laughs> so that's what we got. Yes. Oh, man, this has gone downhill fast. I don't have any more questions. What events are coming along? Um, I'm really excited about our rotation of resident bakers. Because we don't have a dessert booth, you may notice. So instead, um, we kicked it off with the sweetest thing. Um, We're also going to have the secret forest. Oh, a secret forest. She does the fun wine gummies and all of the lollipops. Yes. Um, And we've also been talking to Carmelitas. Uh, All the marshmallows. Right. Um, So I think that'll be really fun to see how that plays out over the summer. Sure. Um, uh, Secret Forest was featured in Vogue. Yeah. Like, she's got some seriously cool stuff. Yeah, her work's and, gorgeous. And I love a, a wine-soaked gummy bear. I feel like that was a little collegiate, but I still love it, That's a wine-soaked okay. gummy bear. But I think we soaked them in liquor when I was in college. <laughs> um, and then, you, you didn't? Oh, sorry, what? No, you don't believe you in gummy bears? You or? didn't soak gummy bears in vodka? I did in college? not soak gummy bears. Did you even go to college? Right? <laughs> Certainly not. <laughs> they were never good. They never turned out like you thought they would taste, but they were... Yeah, did the job. They, they were never good. Never. Why did we do that? Why did we do that to ourselves? It was like burnettes, plastic handles. Just shoved them I in I went there. to Radford, so it was like a little different. I went to Virginia Tech. Oh, my God. So are you kidding? The black hole yeah. of Southwest Virginia. Yeah. Here we are. Yeah, that's us. We're just shoving gummy bears into rail vodka like we're badasses, which we're not. We're just no. not getting up till 4 p.m. because we shoved gummy bears into a handle of vodka. Disgusting. Also, want to know what else is not a good idea? Jello shooters. Just FYI. Yeah, I don't know why we did that either. That was a terrible idea. But anyway, probably not what you guys are going to be doing here with the secret forest because yeah. hers are beautiful and could be made as gifts. The other thing that we were really surprised and delighted by this week is that once it gets dark outside, uh, it turns into a club. It in does. Seriously? Uh, yeah. The bar was four deep. People were doing shots. Um, Tequila. We're like, they ran through it. We just turned up really loud 90s hip hop, gave the people what they wanted. And yeah, it's like a club in here at night is is what I'm saying. And both sides have beer options. So our coffee bar side even has beer on draft and they also have cans of beer. So it's like 
and we're, it's about to have a frozen margarita machine about to now that i know time? people want to party let's go let's go we're throwing down yeah. <laughs> so for the people that want to come and experience all that what what do you recommend what are your hours are they going to be changing are we are it consistent where do people park like what, what are some of the yeah. very basic things that people need to know um some very basic things are there is street parking available um there's also a garage on fifth street um that's inside of the current so parking garage um i think it's two dollars an hour um so you can always park in there um and then otherwise it's street parking our hours are uh, we're open wednesday through sunday so monday tuesday we're closed for now um and then we just changed these yesterday wednesday through saturday um our coffee bar is open at 8 a.m and beatbox and beatbox um 8 a.m to 10 p.m and then all of the other locals in our big bar open at 11 a.m to 10 p.m Except on Sundays. Except Sundays. This is very convoluted. And it's very confusing. Yeah. Check the website. Um, uh, we're in flux. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we're going to give the people what they want if we decide Friday, Saturday, people want to rock out to Little John until 11. Sure. Did you ever think that you would be considering a pied-à-terre on Hall Street in Manchester? <laughs> in, in, in Southside? But it sounds like a really witches? good no. idea, right? <laughs> witches in the forest? <laughs> Now, now I do. This is we we have now, are now friends, and you are just gonna have to leave, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. She's putting a spell on you. I think she is a witch, <laughs> a pickle making witch from Brooklyn, and she's putting a spell on you right now. Well, good. I'm stoked that you guys joined us today. Yeah. Um, Thank you. I'm happy to have learned more about Hatch Local. This is my first like experience out here like i haven't been here to see it so I'm, it looks really neat in there everybody looks real happy thank yeah. you let's eat let's eat perfect you're listening to eat it virginia with roby martin scott wise joya and annie they said a lot of good things joya and annie but the thing that stuck out to me was that cocktail course that Beth Dixon put together for the uh, the locals. That sounds so cool. So, and I think that those two may have had some of those cocktails the way they were hey talking now. about it. <laughs> no, no. Not, not, not during our interview. I mean, like, they've oh, tasted them all. Gotcha. Chill out. Chill all right. Out. That was a fun time. I wish I'd had some of those cocktails during our interview. That would have been good. If you guys didn't notice, Roby and I, I had some technical difficulties with my microphone, so we were passing the mic back and forth trying to coordinate that so so if you can't hear scott it's my fault <laughs> if you can't hear scott you're not missing much <laughs> um, restaurant week is gonna come up yeah next week april 18th through the 24th richmond restaurant week benefiting feedmore it is benefiting feedmore and i will say this again like i say every year because people are gonna ask me where you should go and my thought process is if you can't get a three-course meal for the amount of money you're gonna pay for this three-course meal that's the place you should go I'm looking at the list right now. Lots of great restaurants. Southern Kitchen, Southbound, Sam Miller's, Quirk, Osaka, you know, all that, that whole restaurant group's family, Casa del Barco, and Ale Life is on the list. For the first time. That's exciting. It is. I think I'm going to try the shaved duck. Have you ever been before? No, I haven't. So I feel like this is my opportunity, which, you know what? I realize is not the reason to go for Richmond Restaurant Week because you should visit the restaurant, not during when they're going to be slam-packed. But I don't know. I'm just feeling it. So on the next podcast, we'll get the review. 
the Shave Duck Review. Sure. Lugrata has posted their menu on their Instagram account. If you want to look that up, that's a fun little place to go get a multi-course meal that way. So did I tell you to vote for us? You did, but when I went to vote the first time, there's like some small print. There's some fine print in the voting, and it says that you're not supposed to or you can't vote for your own company. I thought I saw that, and so I took a pause. Like, well, technically, we're not a company. And then you just voted for and us. And I just voted for us anyway, so. Interesting. So, cool thing. So, A, vote for us. If you have questions about why, you can send that email to scott.wise at wtvr.com because he'll tell you exactly why you should vote for us as a podcast. Also, send us your tips and what restaurants are opening and what you would like to hear about from wine dinners to beer functions to overnight stays with meals. Really? Overnight stage with meals. Yeah, it's very nice. Brunch in the morning. And that also can go to scott.wise at wtbr.com. <laughs> I feel like any place that you feel you need to get a snack or something similar, you should send us that tip. We're going to cover it all. Mm-hmm. This episode of Eat It, Virgi- Eat It Virginia? <laughs> this episode of Eat It Virginia? <laughs> no! Oh, God, no.